Hello. So I'm here today with a, a lovely chap called Rich Huntington. And Rich is the Chief Strategy Officer at Saatchi and Saatchi. And we met through Mood. And um, our ambition really for us both to help people as a consequence of our own experiences with our own mental health. So hello, Rich. And how do you feel today? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, Gareth. Um, uh, I, I was, I, this is the first day I've been back in the agency this year. And I, I was a bit worried when I was checking in on mood earlier on, I was a bit worried. It was, I was feeling a bit iffy, but I'm really good now. Uh, so yeah, the only, the only that downside today is being called rich by you. Like it's definitely Richard. So I have a, a slight aversion to rich <laughs> that's fair enough i don't like gas gas <laughs> you're not a gas no i'm a gareth oh well that's good to hear and um so what's been going on what have you been up to well i mean obviously uh, you know well not obviously we it's really in our world we get a really nice break over over Christmas, always closed. The agency is always closed. Most of the industry is closed Christmas to New Year, and uh, and 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 so I've had a real. I don't know. It's a really special time, isn't it? Because it's it's the only holiday you get where everybody else is on holiday. So you know, even if you if you manage a, a brilliant summer holiday, everybody else is at work while you're on holiday, uh, and you have this constant sort of nagging feeling. I love that everybody, clients, colleagues everybody's uh, on holiday at the same time. I think it, it creates a very special period of time. And I think it's so important to, to our sort of restoration um, and be able to go again. It feels more loud, doesn't it? It's really, it's, it's a properly sanctioned uh, holiday. I, I, I work with a client uh, who they had part of their holiday every year was called core leave. And on core leave, you weren't allowed to touch anything to do with work, which I thought originally was, was a sign of an enlightened employer. And then I realized because they were a bank, it was actually to, to see whether there were any trading irregularities when you were not allowed to, to access. But I really like the idea of, of core leave and, and that, that, when we switch off, we we need to find ways to actually switch off. It's super hard. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And do you manage to sort of switch off digitally as well, or is it uh, just work? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I did. I mean, I I think it's helped by the fact that my favourite platform, Twitter, and it is still called Twitter in my world, uh, has collapsed. And I think it, you know, it just genuinely has collapsed and and so in a sense my drug of choice has been removed i i, I am trying to turn linkedin into twitter uh but with very little success and it remains resolutely dreary but um uh, so yeah i i'm, I'm not bad and, I, and i've got a 11 month old baby and i uh i've sort of made a promise to myself that i, w I wouldn't I try not to use my phone in his vicinity and I don't know how long that can last, but the idea that a 11 month old kid would think that thing in your hand is more interesting than me. So sort of eats at my heart. So we'll see how long I can keep that up. But uh, so I, I am trying to be better. Oh, that's good. 
yeah, that's a horrible thought. So um, my my older kids, uh, although the middle one we call the eye child, because uh, he's proper digital native, you know, he was born the year before smartphones. So so they this is the first baby I've had that's grown up seeing you. It's frightening. I mean, I'm sure like in the last 20 years, loads of people have been through that. It's first my first experience of, wow, what am I actually saying here that I find this more interesting than this this child? I mean, and I'm, I'm sure it will, I won't be able to keep that up forever, but, and, and it sounds really sort of poncy and, oh no, I'm not doing use my phone, but I, don't, I genuinely am trying. I don't, I don't think it does. It's, I, I feel like that even just if you sit down with an adult and they put it on the table when you're eating, you know, it's still making it a priority visually, isn't it? And it's still does stack. I mean, I work. I, I, I work for, for EE. I, uh, you know, we, we launched EE a decade ago. We just, just relaunched it. I'm very much in and implicated in that world. And, uh, but, but, I, but the, and the number of sort of, I don't the disengagement. I think that sometimes you experience where it's totally legitimate to find your device more interesting than your company. I I, I think that's a little bit troubling. Yeah, I think you almost train yourself into it because I wasn't even on social media until two years ago, and now I find myself checking, looking, writing all the time not quite sure yeah. if it's um how healthy that is to be honest well i, I don't know and i think the, the jury's definitely out on that i mean i i, I demetted myself with the exception of whatsapp which i get forced to use professionally but i deem you know i came off and cancelled facebook and all the data and instagram and so i've demetted myself to a large extent but you know the, the fact is we're only having this conversation because of social media like yeah. So, so we, <laughs> the it, irony. It, it, it cut, well, it cuts both ways. I think. I think I'm not here, sort of going. Oh, this is a you know u- uniquely sort of problematic uh, development. I, I think you, you know how, how do you, how do you how do we how on earth do we meet otherwise? I mean, I, I was casually wandering around Cardigan one Saturday afternoon, and we bump into each other. You know, down the pizza TP or whatever. You know, like that's just not going to happen. <laughs> no, you you have to write an article for us to get to know each other. Oh yeah, and 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 then and then that ability to distribute what you're thinking free and easily. I mean, take it for granted. I, mean, I remember I started blogging in like 2005. That was that that the idea that you could think something and get it out and share it was incredibly revolutionary. We take that slightly for, for granted now, but you, you know. And I, the reason I was on Twitter for so long, and, and it really pains me, I, I, you know, it's, it, it's entirely to do with, with what's happened to the platform over the last year, but it was a very nice place for, for, for me. It's, it's a terrible place for lots of people, but, you know, the, the, the sort of uh, brand strategy community is such a, it's so supportive and wonderful or was on that platform. I, I miss that enormously. So, I, you know, I've met so many people, uh, through largely through Twitter, but 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 also other other platforms. I'm not I'm not about to 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 kind of reject so, social media. Have your contemporaries all transferred over as well to say LinkedIn? Well, I think it feels like everybody's been blown to the four winds. You know, it, 
I hear, you know, some people are on threads. I've got no idea whether that's surviving. Some people went to Mastodon. Like, it, it's a shame, really, because I think it's fragmented that community. And, and I don't think of link, LinkedIn it's, isn't a community. It's a bunch of, I mean, by, by and large, it's a bunch of people showing off, uh, which I really, really hate, but it's all I've got. So I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, stick with that. But uh, I, it's, it's, it's sad, you know, and the, and the ability to reach around the world as, as well and support people and, and, and inspire them, you know, uh, I, I found it incre- incredibly powerful uh, about Twitter in particular. Are you going to start your own platform then, Rich? No, 100% not. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a barrier. To, I mean, I got, I kind of got really interested in this. I think called We Are Eight, which I think uh, Rio Ferdinand is, but is partly behind. But you know, which is sort of doing good, a nice social media platform. But I mean, I think the barriers to entry are so phenomenally high, and you know, I think, I think, I think it, it is, it is the, the manipulation of people using dopamine hits is is deeply suspicious. I think, you know, it's why when people say, well, why don't you go to threads? I go, well, oh, so seriously, I'd swap one lunatic, megalomaniac, misogynist for another lunatic, megalomaniac, misogynist. No, thank you very much, you know. <laughs> anyway. So what, okay, let's talk in the physical world then. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you enjoy doing in the physical world? Well, I mean, I think I'm, I'm like lots of people of my age. I'm 56, so, you know, I'm a, you know, a classic Thatcher's child. I left university wanting that life that was promised. And and, and by and large, we got that life that was promised. You, you know, started work in the early 90s. and But but as a result, this is an answer to your question, by the way. It's just a very long answer. But as a result, I think I entirely define my work myself professionally, entirely define myself professionally. And I think, you know, that that, that has a, an implication for for my my mental health journey, because not not and I, not because my professional life destroyed or unpicked my mental health. But 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 if if it if, if it unseats your if your mental health unseats your professional abilities and you define yourself purely by being how good a, I mean, and this is how ridiculous it is, of course, but how good a brand strategist, how good at differentiating parity products you are. I was thinking it's brilliant. Now come the revolution, I'll be fucked because I'll be wandering around a sort of dystopian, uh, destroyed future going, anybody need any parity products differentiated? And they go, no, we need water. Um, but uh, so, so when you define yourself that way, uh, it, it's it's really problematic. So, what I've I've genuinely discovered hobbies, which is I always thought hobbies were a bit sort of lame. Uh, uh, but but and for me, that's singing, that's open water swimming, uh, and 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 that's also a, it's not a hobby, but fatherhood sec- at a second a second tranche of fatherhood later in life, I found really fascinating the sort of. That how different that experience is being a dad in your fifty, a bit of a baby in your fifties, as opposed to being a dad of a baby in your thirties. So, uh, so that's probably and 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 I love and I love writing. I've taught myself to write. I love it. Um, uh, so I think probably would be brilliant if it was a, they were all S's, but singing, swimming, writing, and fatherhood. I think at my 
what makes me happy at the moment, Gareth. Brilliant. That's great. They're not always like mutually like it's hard to to be. Uh, uh, it's hard to sing in a choir when you when you need to be putting babies to bed. But uh, but yeah, that's that's um, and and I we talked about this. We've talked about this, but you know, the singing thing was entirely by accident as a result of sort of um, of doing a workshop with James Sills at the at the Do Lectures, and 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 that was really transformative. So that's the stuff I love doing how how often do you get to sing well i mean honestly is that i think when you say oh i am a you you there's a slight sort of you know how long ago did you do that so uh we we had a idris uh uh in january last year almost a year old now that stopped me singing for you i'm trying uh i'm hoping to go back to the choir i sing in uh, uh this term um but I've had to take a bit of time off that. Uh, and great shape. Although I find that uh, I'm pretty good at nursery rhymes this time around. There we I'm are. So you're you just do, like, just doing them with vigor. Yeah, exactly. No, I fucking, was it the 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 phrase "wrong and strong"? That's that's the secret to singing. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you also look pretty fit. Do you keep fit? Uh, yeah. Well, I. Tr- I I try. I mean, I think I'm really mindful of, I mean, like, I, it feels like I'm, this, this is becoming all about being an old dad, but I'm, I'm really mindful that, it, you know, I, I want to see, I want to I see the life. I, I want to see my one-year-old go to university. Like, and, and I've been able to see that with my 20-year-old, but, but yeah. so, so I think health and fitness in, incredibly important to me um i'd like to say it's a it unlocks a, a better me i'm not entirely sure swimming for sure unlocks a better me my, my wife's got this amazing thing she talks about her her mood is left at the bottom in the silt at the bottom of the pond and it, like in in north london we've got these uh the, the swimming ponds they're only uh lifeguarded wild wild swimming in the uk and uh, uh but they're ponds you know it's not the sea. It's not the estuary. It's not Cardigan Bay. It's ponds, uh, but they're, they're super silty, which is incredible because they're they this velvety feel to them. But uh, she talks about you get in, you get into the pond furious, and you get out because you've just left it on the bottom. So that definitely does. I'd love to say, oh, you know, oh yeah, yeah, really, you know, run really. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's it's really vital and and uh, and again i've been taking a bit easier the last year so i'm trying to get get a bit fitter again um so it is important uh yeah that's you know like there's another thing which is you know our business is a young person's business and it's not you, you know it's a there's a, it's incredibly ageist and there aren't that many people who stick it out this long uh, I wrote something recently about having uh, how you get old in advertising, but but I think you know how how do we have sustainable careers? Because the the temptation is to go at it full pelt, burn out, and and then and then and then deal with those consequences. How on earth do you? And, and I know that nowadays we're we're told that people won't have you know singular careers. They, they, they are, and I and I get all that. It's super healthy, but um, but being able to be 
successful and in a sustainable way seems to be something our society just hasn't figured out at all. Yeah. And I, and I witness it in <clears throat> the very best people we, we employ, you know, there's that, that, you, you know, you, you have to, co- in a way I'm convinced increasingly that, that a leader's role, a manager's role is, is, is protect is sometimes protecting people from themselves, like to help give them boundaries, to help make, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to get the most out of them today. But if, if, if that means you can't get the most out of them in a year's time, well, that's a disaster. So I think how, how do you have a sustainable success is really interesting to me. And, and I reflect on it because, because I really, you know, in the episodes of, of what I would describe as really poor mental health, uh, I, I was convinced that I, it were, I was done both times. I was absolutely done, you know, that that I, I'd never get another job. If I couldn't lose this job. I'd never get another job. Uh, and and then ever, the whole house of cards, you know, the, 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 the people, all the people that depended on me, it would all collapse. And, uh, and I think that, that, so that I, I reflect on it not not as a sort of academic kind of how, how do you be a great modern leader it's more like uh, from from personal sort of sense of of um keeping the show on the road and and, and how and when and when and when your when your brain is is fighting you you're fighting your brain then how difficult that is do you think i mean i understand exactly what you're saying and i actually think that in the best interest of any company to be how you were talking now but do you think that there's any sort of um genuine acceptance of that on a bigger level uh no i don't i mean i, I feel quite passionate about this i i, I respect and, and i appreciate the huge strides that sort of corporate corporate britain has made to embrace wellness and and and, and the concept of balance um and, and i and i do think that's genuine and i do think that's deep-seated and um but it but it's it in a sense it's easy like to say that we you, you know we want you to maintain a you know a healthy balance uh we want you to take your holidays we you know we've got yoga for you on a tuesday uh you know we, we, we provide lots of fruit and veg you know like this sort of that that is i think deep seated now in the corporate culture in this country what i think is is also simultaneously true is there's a complete allergy to to, to any sort of engagement with mental health at a more serious level uh, it's it's just way too scary um and and difficult both for employers to engage in and frankly for for employees because you, you, you know, the way I would put it is the last person you are going to tell about the fact that you don't think you can do a decent job any longer is your, is your employer. Like, like, why would you do that? And, and so I, I, I think that we have huge, huge uh, mileage to make up there. So there's almost this, this chasm, if you like, between engagement with wellness well-being and and a, and a serious engagement with the mental health of 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 our people whether that 
you know, and I, I want to be really clear, lots of people uh, have mental health issues because of their work, uh, their professional life, particularly high performers, but many other people have mental health issues that have nothing to do with that, but but impact on your on your professional life. My my, I I, I now f- I fundamentally feel that 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 my issues were all to do with it with a, with the separation from my the part of the mother of my kids and and and. And it had it wasn't you know a terrible working environment or you know the fact I was working around the or any of those things it was it was something over here that that I had I was the impact of which well, had a significant impact on on my my professional life uh, and because because I'd made my professional life so important I think yeah. you know that thing where Australians get so upset about sporting losing because they've based an entire national identity on sport. Well, if you if you base your entire sense of self on work, then when it gets attacked, and it wasn't work that attacked me, it was it was it was stuff outside. Uh, then then you got problems. What I mean, it was quite something. The first article I read that you you wrote about yourself. What. Um... What sort of reaction did you get to that afterwards? I'm, I'm assuming it's fine because you're still there. You, you've, you're better. You're doing well. You know how uh, how did people respond to that? Um, I would say that. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't get fired, uh, which was a, a slight worry. I thought, like, I'm basically telling all of our clients that, that the chief strategy officer is at. Is not okay, or sometimes isn't okay. You know, that was good. That was really good. Um, and then I was totally overwhelmed by the uh, the response from people, and and the sense that what I what I understood at that time, at that moment, was how many people were struggling, suffering in in genuine pain. I'd say pain, um, and on their own, and 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 for all of the reasons I just. just unable to let me share with your partner and be you know that's the trouble isn't it when we go through these it's it's our partners it's our families who get the worst of us and we struggle to hold it together for our employer or our mates or you know it, it, you know and uh and i i, I it sounds like such a trite thing to say i was really humbled by what i was and had i also had clients say, "I've got you know, I haven't told anybody about this." I it, like so that it, it, it was amazing, and 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 um, I got to realize I didn't realize at the time. I got to realize that if if I couldn't, with all my you know Im- embedded privilege, but also you know seniority and all that, if I couldn't talk about this, if I couldn't go to employers. You see, what happened with me was ultimately, I thought this is now so bad, it is a problem for my employer. I'm gonna tell my problem, it, my employer, it's your problem, sort it out. Help me sort it out. And that was the unlock for me. Um, uh, but, and I got help, and I got help quite quickly. Um, but uh, if I can't do that, who the hell is gonna be able to do, do that? Maybe, maybe a younger generation, who, who are more comfortable about expressing this stuff. I, I, I have to say, I do think it's still in the realm of my well-being as opposed to I have, I am, I am in crisis. I need help. Please. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. In fact, I wrote about it at the time. 
um, it's very fashionable to use the phrase gaslighting, but I, I was gaslit by virtually everybody I talked to about what I was going through. Mates, in, like friends, colleagues, bosses, because because they 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 were the, they they were convinced I was fine. They like, they constantly I'd say I'm really struggling. I know you're fine. You're great. What are you talking about? Like I, I and I can't I, I can't overest, overestimate how how, prob, how devastating it was to be constantly told you're fine. I mean I, when you, you don't feel fine. And, and, and maybe it's irrelevant what other people think because it's not really ultimately about the show that you're putting on. It's it's about how you feel, how you feel day day to day. Whether you feel that you can do this, you can't do this. Um, and I, I found I found it quite devastating. I also found the professional help useless. You know, I did so many. Uh, MRIs and uh, neurological tests and memory tests and you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And it's only when I was given a psychiatrist that I got any sort of sense of you're uh, you're not okay. I understand what's not okay about you, and I can help you sort that out. I just, I mean, I just burst into tears. Like it was like it was, you know, I. I I appreciate now when people say, you know, I got a diagnosis, how, how, you know, they might talk about a diagnosis for neurodiversity, whatever it is, but that sort of sense that you could start work on something because somebody's now taking, taking you seriously. Well, and it's legitimate. It's legitimate because it, I don't know. You don't, you don't know what, is this me now? Or isn't this me? Is it? Is something happened to me? Or is this me? And if this is me, is it forever? Or will I wake up? I used to, I used to wake up and go. Maybe it's maybe I'm better today, you know. And then by I generally say that by the end of, I do my mood at nine o'clock uh, because uh, I I want to get up, have breakfast, have a shower, and and probably get to work before I check in with myself because what I used to do. Was I be I get up and feel oh I'm all right and I get in the shower and then by the time I come out of the shower I briefed I used to call it briefing against myself I would have fully briefed myself how shit I was and set myself up for for that day and and so that's why I'm religious about nine o'clock and I'm sure you know everybody has that mood up at a different time but because it's I feel like I can go okay, I've got enough of the day to go have, is this how I'm actually feeling. Does that, um, <clears throat> I tend to do it in the evening so that I yeah, okay. record and reflect on the day. But when I've talked to other people who've done it in the morning, like you've described, it almost sets an intention for them then. Do, do you find that as well, that, oh. that you want to keep, try, do what you can to keep it at that point or improve so, it? That's a, I think it's fascinating. I've never thought like that, but I think that's fascinating. Like, uh it's a self, maybe it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, I, I recorded a day as mediocre because uh, I, I sort of came in, I got scared that, you know, I've been really enthusiastic and, 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 and energetic about getting, getting stuck into work. Uh, and then until the point where I'd started to get stuck into work, I thought, oh, no, 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 this is like, 
this is not good. This is not good. So I've scored it myself. And, and and it's an interesting point about whether now I'll have a, a sort of mediocre-ish day. And when, and when I when I call myself, you know, uh, having, I'm a, having a blistering day, whether that is, no, no, look, <laughs> look, the, the, the app says I'm having a blistering day, you know, so I must be. I mean, I'm, I'm really, I think that's a fascinating idea. Uh and I, and I, do you know, like, I'm really interested you do it at the end of the day. It hadn't ever occurred to me. Isn't it interesting that it never occurred to me to, to, to go, to reflect on the day and say, how, how was it? Like, for, I mean, maybe it's, for me, it's like, how, is it going to be okay? It's a bit more like we should that. We should both flip it, Rich, and um, I'll start <laughs> doing it in the morning and, and we can report back in a couple of months maybe and do that. learn from it. I'm not switching the colours, though. Karen, I, I'm convinced <laughs> that the dark colour means brilliant. The funny thing is, when you said about um, the ponds yeah. and the sediment being at the bottom, all that popped yeah. in my head was, that's the darkest shade. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe you'll convince me. No, I think it, it doesn't matter, really. It's, 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 it, it doesn't matter. The only thing is... My wife and I do it opposite, so it takes me a few seconds to. You need to interpret. To, to switch language, you know. Yeah, no, I, because I, I get... I'm now really, and and I think that's what what's one of the things that's so brilliant about the app is, is that yes, it's simplistic, but it but it's it's such a simple metric to go. Yeah, today I feel super dark red, and for for me that means, like, I, I'm. I have clarity. There's no soup or fogginess. I have absolute sharpness. I feel on it. I feel energetic. I feel engaged with the world. You know, for, for me, the opposite is I, I'm watching the world around me like I was watching a TV show. Like I'm not there. I'm, I'm an observer, you, you know, and, and there's this fog and... Yeah, so that's the re- that's the reason. But I now genuinely, whatever it is, I started November twenty two. So, I've, and it's amazing having. I mean, anybody's who's got the app, but you know, it's amazing having it. Be able to go back and look at a year ago, and yeah, you know, and see those patterns. But uh, but I I you know, I'm, dark red day is a, is a off the scale great day for me. Do you um like you know we we chatted earlier about canary in the coal mine idea or you know early warning do you get um do you act quickly you know if you see a few days do you do you know what to do to to try and help yourself yeah i mean i, I mean maybe this sounds a bit so the first thing is if i've got an off day it doesn't matter no if i've got a few days it doesn't matter because what the app tells me and what i didn't have before is I, I would say, oh, I, maybe I didn't feel so good. How long was that for? Maybe it was yeah. that, like I had no way of holding myself to account, but also recognizing things. And and so a day doesn't worry me. Three days doesn't worry. I've got better also at saying to people, I'm not, not in a good place. Uh, like it might be as simple as I'm not going to be a great contributor in that meeting. So. Don't say, Richard. What do you think? Because uh, I will go. I I don't know what I think. Um, so so being a bit braver about that. Three days, but a week. So I've got this rule now, and it's this is a bit extreme. But I've now got, 
the quantitative evidence that down periods now since my since I've started essentially since I got the diagnosis since I've been taking uh, SNRIs and therapy since I've been using the app it never lasts more than a week and if it does there's a trigger which I I arrange a meeting with a, my psychiatrist that's and, and it's always I don't and I've done that all once in the last two years maybe a bit, but but it's almost like it's having <laughs> this thing that says yeah 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 this is I'm having a down period it never lasts longer than a week mm. and I know what I'm going to do if it lasts longer than a week not that I ever do it if it, years of just going I don't know what's wrong with me to to be able to have that that clarity and 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 um I, I can tell if I'm going through a bad patch because I obsess about how I'm feeling. And I know if I'm not obsessed about how I'm in a good place. And I think just being able to, yes, I'm obsessed. and But I, I know the steps I'm going to take. And I'm sure that everybody develops their own coping strategies and their own ways out. And, or, or you know, but that's how I, I've come... Uh, it's kind of how I've come to use the app as this, uh, yeah, in part as this early warning system. I am really interested in the concept of not fake setting the agenda of the day, but once you've got enough data on the day to say, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Perhaps, perhaps you ought to be a lunchtime guy. Maybe. The, um, the funny thing is that early warning thing, even – and you were talking about how data builds up and how you can see a bigger picture over a bigger period. Yeah. What I've realised as well is that days change, weeks change, months change, even seasons change. And seeing that and seeing how they bounce back and forth also sort of has allowed me to be more comfortable with longer low periods now as well. Whereas in the past, you can only really feel that in the moment and you would then sort of think, this is forever. Or it's been forever. forever. And the touchstone of being able to see that even months can be lower. They don't tend to hit rock bottom or anything anymore, but it just gives you that little bit of capacity or gives me anyway, that that belief that it'll come back. And every time it does. And, then, and, then, and I just do more things that I know yeah. might usher that in. I, I think that is probably, I mean, there are many things I love about the app, but I, I think that, Everything it does now come to an end. It does now come well? Yes, that's my experience. You know, and, I, and I'm super scared of triggering myself, but uh, that's my experience. It, it, any low, low moods come come to an end. I'm I am also interested in seasonality, and um, I, was, I was thinking a lot recently about how the real New Year is. Is in is in September when we go back to school, back to work, back to uni. That, that's the real New Year. Don't attempt anything in January. We live in the northwest part of Europe. It's dark. Don't stop drinking. Don't eat well. Don't do X. I mean, what what are you thinking? Like, and I really like the idea that maybe naturally Jan, January is a, a time to just look after yourself. Get through this shit. Yeah. You, you know, uh that that 
being people in, in, in you know in in our latitude, what are we thinking? No, no, I'm going to start in like to change my entire life. What, what, why now? Like, no, eat shepherd's pie, have a pint, you know, like, and, and I think allowing yourself to say, no, I, I don't have great January. I mean, that's not necessarily the case for me, but, but, but for some people I know, like come and talk to me in the middle of February and that's okay. But there's something partly, I think that, you know, that, a lot, a lot of places have a financial year starts January. You've got a hard start, get going. I mean, maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Maybe like we need a, maybe everybody. French take August off. Maybe people from the UK should be taking January off. Like, don't do anything in January. That sounds good. I like the idea of hibernating. I mean, I, I notice things changing for me in um, not as winter approach, but as I guess as autumn was was ending. Let's put it like that. And I thought, oh, this year I'm going to really make the effort to do all those things that I do in the summer through the winter. And it just seems too much, to be honest. So I, I'm now sort of leaning at the idea of exactly what you're saying and hibernating a bit more. And then coming out the other side, fresh, rejuvenated, hopefully a bit stronger. Well. Yeah, and I, I think, yeah, I... Putting so much pressure on ourselves at this time of year, like that's not how, I mean, it's not how we're supposed to, to live, you, you, you know. But you know, we're supposed to go, I mean, it gets dark at four. <laughs> like, and it gets light at eight, you, you know, and we go, no, this now is the time to, you know, I'm going to start my triathlon training. You know, we're supposed to be getting lots of sleep. I heard this thing about, that what we what we used to do is we there would be a semi awake period in the middle of the night because you go to have you know like twelve hours of sleep uh, that you'd wake up in the and 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 like sometimes some people have a really creative sort of middle of the night and I and I wonder whether you that you're breaking the night into two like but no like we 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 sort of force fit it's like having raspberries in the supermarket in January like we force fit. I don't know. Like, we don't. We don't. Maybe we haven't. We haven't um, freed ourselves from our seasonality in the way that we pretend we have, and that we are. That we are deeply connected to what it, what is going on out there. So I used to have a real problem with autumn. Genuinely felt autumn. You know, the birds fuck off. The leaves fuck off. Everything fucks off. Is it? You know, it's another year. I'm another year older. I'm an the the trees are dead. I'm going to be dead soon. Like I had this real problem with autumn. And now I had a conversation with my dad, like maybe only like five years ago, my dad used to be a farmer and he says, I love autumn. It's the beginning. What do you mean? It's the beginning. It's the end. It's dead. He says, no, 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 no. You've harvest, you've done harvested the crops. You've, you've plowed the fields. It's when you start again. And I thought that's where this idea, like what's a much better, it's a much better way of, uh, of, of seeing the year. I genuinely, the other thing, I was really lucky, not lucky, privileged. Um, about four years ago, we were able to buy a, a house with a garden. And having a garden, like that sense of even now, like I'm out there and 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 fuck, there's like the snowdrops are just pushing through that it's not going to be, it's going to be another month before they're out. You, you know, the, 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 
the bulbs are just dying. They even now in the shitty, I mean, then my goodness, if it is it, like, it's just permanently raining in the UK right now, isn't it? Uh, um, but even now, like the, nature's get, getting ready to go. And, and I find that to be able to connect with that. Now you live in an extraordinarily beautiful part of the world. I don't, I live in Camden, uh, but so it's hard to kind of connect with that vibe, but but I, I've got, I suppose I got much more into the idea of renewal than another year closer to death, which is how I genuinely used to see. Yeah, things. I think the garden, I didn't, I didn't bring it up, but the garden is, I didn't realize you were into it. It's the best, that and the water for me are the two best medicines in the world. And there's so many reasons why with the garden and it's such an analogy for everything that we go through. Just all of it. You feel small. You feel of no consequence. You Do you grow stuff as well? Because that idea of nurturing something and then just investing yourself in something is yeah, fantastic. Not. You've got to understand, yeah, this is North North London, you know. We got the, the, <laughs> You've the, got a flower pot. The acreage that you have out there in Cardigan. Uh, but it's not as it is. But uh, so, so plants, not veg, but... But, but I love that it's January and right now the cyclamen of flower, it's that you, people think uh, my, my mom is an icon designer. She says, uh, she says, you know, everybody goes shopping at the garden center in June, May, June uh, and buys what looks great. And, and therefore their gardens look great in May and June, but it's possible to have your garden full of flowers right through the year because right now it, it's the hellebores are out and the cyclamen are out and and that, that and that joy i think is amazing and 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 you know the refusal of the garden to it never gives up and and you're just mentioning sea swimming uh, obviously I, I swim obviously not obviously but i swim i pond swimming most of the year when i get to sea swim uh, what i love about sea swimming is, is the way it says fuck you to the to the outside world in the summer the sea is miserably cold and in the winter the sea is delightfully warm like it doesn't really get lower than say 12 degrees in the sea then the pond like usually it's usually five through the winter it gets below but it's usually at five it's it's i love the sea swimming in the winter is is like relatively bomb because the sea's going i'm still warm and then there's, there's incredibly hot August days, the sea off West Wales is going, fuck you. So <laughs> I I, uh, I think I like the counter, the cat, I know, the way the sea is sort of a counter argument to what's going yeah, it's on. About, on it's out of sync by, a, I don't yeah, know, yeah. three or four months, something like that. Yeah. And and, yeah. and, and of course, we're blessed, and, and, and let's hope the melting of the ice caps doesn't push the, uh, the uh, um, what is it, the flow. And the, uh, What's the current, the North Atlantic current that brings the North Atlantic the drift, the drift from the hot water from the Caribbean and, and, and makes these islands livable in? Because if that goes south, we are genuinely screwed. Uh, but uh, that uh, what a blessed place to be. And you get it first. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't live anywhere near the sea, but after Cornwall, uh, after Cornwall, what you say, Cornwall second, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rich, it's been it's been a real treat to have a chat, and thanks for being so open and honest. Honestly, it means a lot, and I oh, hope I somebody finds that helpful. Um, 
Is there anything about Gareth? I think it's all it's about. Like, it's just is being a bit more open, being a bit more honest, being, you know, so it, so that you know, I, I I think, and I think this is what you're doing is is it's like this ripple effect where the more okay it is, the more okay it is, and, and to, to I mean to talk about stuff because that that for me is the first step to to getting help. Um, because I, I, I witness too many people who are, who just don't have the help that they that they that they that they genuinely need, and they're scared. Yeah, and it's very very difficult to access, yeah. to say the least. Sure. Um, is there anything you'd like to leave us with? No, I mean, like, I th- I think um, you're not. Uh, nobody's alone. It feels like you're alone. There's so many people who are experiencing the things that you're experiencing. Um, and, and 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 those experiences are incredibly wide and, and but you, you know and I think the other thing is that nobody is in nobody's invulnerable is that a word nobody is is um, infallible we we all have stuff uh, and 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 as we the older we are the more stuff we've got so I don't know try try, try and share your your story if you can. And 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 I've always said that one-to-one, I'm open to talk to anybody. And I am trying to kick off sort of these meetups to to, to help people be, you know, to, to share some experiences. I really hope that that sort of, I can, we talk, you know, we talked about everything is centers on London and really hoping that I can get people to pick that up around, around the country. Because, because I think knowing you're not alone, finding your way to the help you need is 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 imperative for all of us. That's brilliant, Richard. And when you're when you're next in Barry, we'll do a Barry meetup. I love that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 we should. I'd love. I'd love that. I'd love that. I am very fond of. Well, I'm very. Fo- as you know, I'm very fond of Wales. Full stop. Um, uh, but it'd be great to to see you. Yeah, brilliant. And if I'm in London, I'll give you a shout. Hundred percent. That's great. Thank you, Richard. That was absolutely superb. I'll see you soon. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.